0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President Trump makes his choice for the next Labor Secretary official. USDA is asking former employees to come back to help fill holes left from relocating two of its agencies. Meanwhile, the Army gives a big boost to re-enlistment bonuses to convince more soldiers to stick around. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A month after saying he wanted Eugene Scalia to be the next Secretary of Labor, President Trump says he plans to nominate the labor, employment, and regulatory lawyer for the agency's top spot. Eugene Scalia worked in the government before as a speechwriter for the Secretary of Education in the 1990s and a special assistant to the Attorney General. This will be Scalia's second tour at the Labor Department. In 2001, he served as the Solicitor of Labor, the department's principal legal officer with responsibility of a broad range of regulatory and enforcement matters. Scalia would replace Alex Acosta, who resigned in July. Former employees of the Agriculture Department's Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture are being asked to consider returning to their agencies to work part-time. USDA says rehiring them as reemployed employed annuitants is part of its strategy to pick up the work that will be left behind when current employees leave the agency over the upcoming relocation to Kansas City. One ERS retiree tells Federal News Network "Reemployed annuitants would work for the agency for 20 hours a week with the option to telework in 2020. The Army is increasing its maximum reenlistment bonus to nearly $81,000 starting at the beginning of September. The new bonuses are aimed at encouraging soldiers to sign up for longer enlistments. Only critically needed career fields are eligible for the maximum bonus. The Army is currently having trouble filling some infantry positions. The Marine Corps discovers a civilian job classification it has no trouble filling. Federal News Network's Tom Temen has the details. Nearly 400 applicants flocked to a posting for 40 openings at Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point, North Carolina. The Fleet Readiness Center needed apprentices for its aircraft maintenance work. Center officials hired the first class of apprentices this month. They'll receive training in several trades, machinist, sheet metalworking, airframe maintenance, and fixing parts. Plus, they get the benefits of federal employment. After four years, apprentices become certified mechanics. I'm Tom Temin. A possible new way for the Air Force to manage its Space Enterprise Consortium. The conglomeration of businesses works with the service to enter into other transaction agreements to quickly prototype technologies. The Air Force Space and Missile Systems Center is recompeting the contract to manage it because of concerns about the security of companies' information. The Air Force wants a manager that will promote cybersecurity within consortium members. DHS is putting the pieces in place to get help finding cyber vulnerabilities. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The SECURE Act gives the Homeland Security Department the ability to get help from third-party experts to find and plug cybersecurity holes. Under the law, DHS is setting up a vulnerability disclosure program. As part of that effort, the DHS Chief Information Security Officer wants to know how long it will take for individuals or organizations to provide this type of information. DHS is seeking comment on that and other questions, including how accurate the agency's estimation of three hours per respondent is to submit this type of information. I'm Jason Miller. Agencies may finally be able to leave the 1990s when it comes to issuing task and delivery orders. The Federal Acquisition Regulations Council is proposing to change the rule that requires task or delivery orders be issued by fax or electronic commerce only if authorized in the contract schedule. Procurement regulations say Postal Service mail is the only way task or delivery orders are considered formally issued. The proposed rule would no longer require a separate authorization in the contract to use electronic commerce or fax to issue task or delivery orders. The rule also identifies when a task or delivery order is considered issued when using such methods. Comments on the proposed rule are due by October 22nd. The General Services Administration issued a sole source justification for IBM to continue support of the Office of Personnel Management's mainframe hardware. GSA says OPM's existing mainframes are old, expensive to maintain, and the challenges are unique to IBM. OPM's mainframe supports two of the agency's key systems, one for background investigations and the other for retirement services applications. GSA is supporting OPM's IT modernization efforts through its Center of Excellence initiative. VA's Inspector General says he's investigating allegations of potential wrongdoing in connection with several patient deaths in West Virginia. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. In a brief statement yesterday, Inspector General Michael Missel said his office is working with other law enforcement agencies to investigate multiple deaths at the Lewis Johnson VA Medical Center in Clarksburg. He did not elaborate, but the news comes after local media reported a patient's death had been ruled a homicide caused by an improper insulin injection. An attorney for one of the patients says VA believes as many as 10. Other Others may have died in a similar fashion. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Defense Department issues its first annual suicide report. DOD Suicide Prevention Office Director Karen Orvis says the first report will provide suicide counts and rates for service members and their families for 2018. She says transparent and timely data will help DOD keep an eye on trends within the community. 321 active-duty military members took their lives in 2018. A 2017 decision from the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board to move the TSP's iFund to a different index is earning bipartisan criticism. Senators Marco Rubio and Gene Shaheen are urging the TSP agency to reconsider its plans to change the International Fund Index. The Senators say they're concerned TSP participants will be investing in companies that support the Chinese government and its interests. They questioned whether the FRTIB had fully considered the national security, ethical, and financial implications the move would have on America's American interests. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.